0: Hey folks, uh, Ian here, welcome to Cinerama, hope you're doing well. Um, You may have noticed the running time on the show is a little short this week. Um, It's because I have not been able to see Wolverine. Uh, We tried today and uh, we weren't allowed in with my comps. uh, And I was told I can go see it at some other point, which i'm going to so there you go um so yeah it, uh, i'm gonna review wolverine on next week's show um okay so um my apologies um for that uh but i will be seeing it uh i have i've been really pretty busy this week to be honest um so uh yeah i mean the what i watch section still fairly large but when it comes to stuff directly for so the podcast it's a little low on the ground this week but um i wanted to get something out there because i had a week off a couple of weeks back and after next week's show i'm having a week off because i'm going on holiday so i i just wanted to stay that like, have a show out there you know uh but next week's show should be uh should be a good one um mike and paul from Chinstroker vs. versus punter are going to be joining me for uh star trek uh to discuss star trek um in a nice sure to be spoilery review and um i'll also take a look at a wolverine obviously um i haven't had time to watch the next in the uh hitchcock marathon either really so uh rope will have to wait until next week but i, I really am endeavoring to see that this week um it's a bit hard when when i'm on nine to five shifts at work it takes uh a long uh, it takes a lot of effort to get the show up in the first place uh, and um i've had 9 to 5 shifts monday through friday then i worked a 12 hour shift on saturday so uh yeah please forgive the uh shorter show running so uh there's going to be what i watched to try the talk movie news and listener feedback anyway um Feedback is more than welcome. Please email podcast at yahoo.co.uk. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Ian Loring. Uh, you can read me at the rattle at the rattle.co.uk. And votes on Podcast Alley and reviews on iTunes are always muchly appreciated. So then, uh, kicking off this rather strange little show, uh, What I Watched This Week. This land has been in our family for over 40 years. My sister's May, June, and I have made good lives for ourselves in the honey business. It was me who got us to paint the house pink a while back. It makes a statement of its own, I guess. You're pretty lucky, and the world has gone crazy. Who we got here? I'm Lily, and this is Rosaline. We need a place to stay. You see, my mother died when I was little, and my day just got killed in the track tracks on our farm. We're on our way to Virginia, app. I don't have money for a train ticket or a motel, and not that anyone would take in a Negro woman, even though it's a violation of the Civil Rights Act. You know she's in some kind of trouble. Well, who's gonna take a minute if we don't? So what if that trouble follows them? I feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be. I really do. I just need some time to figure out why. So don't say anything. Your secret. Literally. You do what you want with it. All right. This one's dedicated to all my honeys. Baby, I need your loving. Got- They're so cultured. i never met women like them before. It's like he's got his own spot in the world, but outside, don't come here. Keep it down! I'm practicing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> okay, it's time for, uh, what I watched this week, as I'm sure you know. Um, and that was a clip from the trailer for The Secret Life of Bees, which, uh, depressingly enough Star Trek aside is the only film I watched in the cinema this week um I had to test the print out for a senior's screening of it and uh uh hmm yeah uh Secret Life of Bees um is about a small girl uh, played by Dakota Fanning and um her housekeeper slash slave woman uh played by Jennifer Hudson who uh go on the run and um get taken in by queen uh character played by queen latifah and um they kind of all coexist together making honey and having fun um very very heavy-handed film uh with much ridiculousness and uh yeah, just not really that great at all, to be honest. Apparently it's based on um, quite a well-loved book, but um, I'm not really too sure why. Um, it's incredibly emotionally manipulative, and um, one uh, particular event, which causes another event, um, feels like a real cheat. And um, I'll, I'll ask to those few of you, I'm sure, who have seen it, um, why did it take so long for the kid to come Back to the house. Um, I hope that's clear enough. Um, because then, that the kid going missing sparks something else, and then you're supposed to feel good about that other thing happening because, you know, the person wanted to do that. I don't know why I'm being so sketchy about the details. I'm sure none of you are actually really going to watch this, but um yeah, it, it, it was pretty bad to be honest. Um, Dakota Fanning seems to have hard enough work trying to keep up her accent before really trying any acting jennifer hudson really gets marginalized bizarrely um after the first opening 20 minutes or so and uh queen considering this film supposed to be an empowering um thing about race relations queen latifah's character is one of the like the most stereotypical wise knowledgeable old black lady characters i think i've ever seen and like i'm i'm surprised people weren't really offended by that uh because i could see quite easily how it could be offensive um yeah just i I mean it it didn't get a lot of attention when it came out and um i'm, I'm not surprised to be honest it was just very very meh so yeah secret life of bees um i also watched uh ghost town for the first time um got the blu-ray through from love film and um donna had actually seen it before it's one of the few occasions where there's a modern film that donna actually sees before me uh <laughs> and uh she really enjoyed it and uh uh she enjoyed it second time around and i enjoyed it first time around actually um got a lot of mixed reviews and i think a large part of it just comes to whether you think ricky gervais is funny and um the film does go down more traditional rom-com areas after the first half but in a way i actually felt like the film earned it um it was a very very nice central relationship between ricky gervais's uh dentist character and uh tia leone's character and it um it felt like quite a grown-up look on relationships and um yeah it was it was it was it was pretty interesting um uh, very funny, um, I particularly liked uh, Kristen Wiig's, um few scenes, I, I thought she and Gervais were very funny together, and um, yeah, I, I, I had a really good time with it, and um, I just thought it was a lovely little film, to be honest with you, um, it's not like one of my films of the year or whatever, but it's, you know, 90 minutes, 100 minutes of solid entertainment, which uh, left me with a smile on my face, uh, uh, particularly with the last scene, which re- really felt quite earned actually so um yeah i i i recommend ghost town i i really enjoyed it and um, yeah i mean it's it's probably one of the only times ricky gervais will ever be uh get to be a leading man in a hollywood rom-com so surely that's worth seeing in itself um i also uh re-watched the 40 year old virgin um a film with uh, it's uh, there's a handful of films that donna and i can just stick on um, and watch again and again and again and 40 um, Year Old virgins, w- uh, one of them uh, I, I, I really really love this film and um, it was an excuse to crack out the Blu-ray of it because um, I got the Blu-ray um, I'm finding myself get, um, rebuying a lot of films for Blu-ray um, uh, I am turning into a bit of a high def fascist I must say and uh, yeah this is certainly one of the um, one of the uh, um big films um for me that I've I've re-watched and rewatched over the last few years um again a very mature look on um relationships past the all the gross out gags the relationship between Steve Carell and um Catherine Keener's characters I I thought was uh, is very nicely played throughout um very very memorable um supporting characters um Paul Rudd um in particular for me um even though Seth Rogen does get some moments as well, uh, especially with his uh, uh, be like David Crusoe in Jade um, uh, line, which uh, cracks me up every time. Um, yeah, I mean, I just I really really like the forty year old version. What can I say? It um, it makes me laugh consistently. Um, it's it's very baggy. Yeah, um, I've never actually watched the original theatrical version. Um, we only ever watched the extended version and. Um, i think i know where the extended bits come in it's a lot of the um flash to white scenes i remember the film junk podcast um jay chill on that um talked about the 40 year old virgin um and he was saying how he thought it was really distracting the flash to white things happen flashback and um i actually never really found it that distracting maybe i would have if i watched the theatrical version first but i don't know the flow's a little bit off um the the kind of the, the third quarter of the film's a little shaky in terms of pacing and I mean you know it is it is two hours long and that's long for a comedy but I I, I still really really enjoy forty um, year old virgin and I'm sure I will many more times in the future um, following on from uh, 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 that Steve Carell film to um, another one uh, I rewatched get smart uh, with with Donna uh, last night and um, yeah I I, I in- I do enjoy um, Get Smart, but it's it's really far from um, Steve Carell's best. Um, I think if they make a sequel, that might be a film too far, to be honest. I thought this was a very nicely self-contained little adventure. But I suppose it's kind of the tone that's most troublesome about the film. Um, you know, there is a lot of kind of serious spy stuff in there, but it's mixed with some very stupid, silly stuff as well. And um, it's it's an interesting mix um which doesn't really quite work because it's never really satire um everybody plays it straight in the film but they are very silly at the same time And uh, but it's not like but it's not like parody either it's just a very strange mix of straight of, of, of very serious and very silly and um i'm not quite sure if it pulls off but um I like Steve Carell and Anne Hathaway together. I like the fact that, for once, you can kind of understand why the much younger woman wants to go for the much older guy. Um, I thought that was actually very well played in the film, and, you know, well done to the script writers there. Um, I, I really like Alan Arkin as the chief, actually. Um, I thought he was very funny, if a little one-note. And, um, yeah, I like The Rock in there, in, in there as well. Um, it would have been nice to see a bit more of him. I, I, I mean, I, the a lot of Steve Carell films have got really cracking supporting casts and I think this is one of them as well really and um, yeah uh, I I enjoy it but I mean it's not exactly a Blu-ray I'm going to buy it's one I got from Love Film Um, Transfer does look very nice though Um, I thought I I thought it was digital um, filmed digitally but apparently not so um, yeah but um, it's a a very very clean transfer very 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 clean and uh, it's a decent if rather unremarkable film I suppose and uh lastly i also rewatched madagascar 2 escape to africa um or is it madagascar escape to africa i don't know and um i've got a real soft spot for the madagascar films i i i do find them quite funny i know a lot of the references are very very pop culture based as is uh, an awful lot of uh, dreamworks films i think kung fu panda is really the only one that um kind of gets away from that really um but I, I don't know i just i just find it funny i love the little Lima thing played by sasha baron cohen i think him and the other one played by cedric the entertainer are really really funny um that's i mean like i'm sure all that stuff's improv but it, it just cracks me up and I, I i just love the fact that they actually successfully pull off a romantic relationship between a giraffe and a hippo um there's something so weird and quite surreal about that that i have to give them points really um and yeah, I mean, I can't say I'm waiting with bated breath for a third installment if there was one to come, but I, you know, I do enjoy Madagascar too. And the Blu ray does look good because it's a digital to digital transfer, so, you know, there you go. Um, so, yeah, that's what I've watched this week. Um, like I said, uh, I have seen Star Trek. Um, very luckily we were one of a handful of cinemas in the country that did a um uh, a word of mouth screening in association with heat magazine of of all things um that kind of shows uh, that they're really trying to appeal beyond the uh, beyond the uh, core star trek fan base uh with stuff like that and um yeah uh we had that screening on tuesday but we had to preview it obviously so uh i watched it last monday and um I'm not going to say anything um, here. There is my review up on the rattle.co.uk. But I will be absolutely honest with you. I'm thinking... When I go see it for a second time, I'm thinking the final score could go up. Because I really, really, really want to see this film again. And um, I suppose that gives something away. But uh, I've, I've not wanted... And I think maybe it's because I want to clarify my thinking on it. But I've never really wanted to watch a summer blockbuster film so quickly after it finishing as I have with this. So um, take that for what you will. Um, But yeah, there's going to be a full, I'm sure, pretty long review as um, Mike and Paul from Chinstroker vs. Punter are going to be joining me. So there's going to be a lot to talk about. Uh, those guys are star trek fans Uh, i'm not really so that should be interesting um and uh I, i will say this for those of you who see it before the podcast hits uh the kobayashi maru training sequence apparently there's a few inconsistencies in there can anyone spot them uh and that will do it for what i watched this week nobody comes back late at night anymore they have more security The government noticed that they were moving into new areas. That's when things started to get out of hand. They don't belong here. They're spending so much money to keep them here when they could be spending it on other things. At least they're keeping them separate from us. A lot of bad things started to happen. They must just go. I don't know where they go. They must just go. We're at the breaking point. People are living in fear. Why are you here? Why don't you just leave? How do your weapons work? Okay then, uh, time for this week's trailer talk. Now, there was an excerpt from the first teaser for Neil Blomkamp's District 9 uh Camp, uh I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that name correctly but uh so I'm sorry but um yeah he is the guy who was supposed to be directing the Halo film before it got um shut down due to budget issues. Um so he has uh instead uh directed District nine, uh, which is produced by Peter Jackson. And, uh, yeah, this, this kind of kicked my ass. Um, I didn't really know too much about this film. I know uh, a lot of people have been kind of buzzing about it on the net, but um, I never really got into that. But, um, this, I mean, this is what, I don't know, a teaser kind of should do, I suppose. Um, draw you into something that you just don't really know what to expect. And, I mean, I love the way it kind of unfolds with this, like, documentary-style take uh, on um, them talk, uh, with these people in South Africa talking about how these things have kind of invaded and the government's not really doing anything to help and whatnot. And, like, I mean, it, it almost looks like something you could just see on the news, um, you know, about, well, in the UK, I don't know, like, gypsies coming in and taking over land or whatever and uh until it's revealed that it's actually aliens um which is what you hear at the uh, heard at the end of that clip there and um it it just made made me want more you know, and I want to know more about what the film's about and uh i mean it it i I thought it was a very very well done teaser and if the rest of the films's got half of the kind of imagination and style that this Seems to promise, then I mean I think we're going to be in for something special, and uh yeah, um I'm really, really, really impressed by this teaser, and I think you guys should uh, should check it out because I think you'd dig it. Okay, on to the next one for the week. B, I want to talk to you about the college thing, okay? I'm so excited. Hey, I'm not taking you with me. <laughs> You smell it? Yeah, it smells like $40,000 a year. Hey, beautiful. Made you a long-distance relationship, kid. I got your webcam so we can chat 24-7. Sounds cute, I can't wait. I just had a full-blown mental meltdown in the middle of my class. I'm seeing symbols. We've kept much from you, Sam. This isn't my war. I fear it soon will be. What you're about to see is top secret. Do not tell my mother. Any of these look like the symbols you saw? Where did you get these? Archaeologists found these unexplained markings in ancient ruins all over the world. They gotta mean something like a message or like a map. Okay, and that was a clip from the second trailer for Transformers to Revenge of the Fallen, uh, giving us uh, way more um, insight into what the the, uh, plot of the film um, seems to be. Uh, Yeah, so, looks like the first Transformers film, but with uh, a far bigger scope, basically, which is, you know, fine by me. I... Really, really enjoy the uh, the first Transformers film. It's a film I can stick on and watch under pretty much any circumstances. To be on, to be honest with you, I I do really, really like the first Transformers film, and this looks slightly more of the same in terms of the kind of human side of it, but the uh, action looks way, way bigger. Um, I hope we I, I, that Michael Bay is able to compose some more consistent actually understand what's going on shots because uh the action in the first transformers was a little disorientating at times and hopefully this is something uh bay will nail down um i'm sure many will hate it um but many will love it and hopefully i'll be in the latter category uh we shall see um but yeah just looks pretty epic really and uh yeah should be should be good i reckon uh, okay and on to our last one for the week i want the warheads ready to launch in one hour when i'm finished this world will never forget Face a threat like this. A team is being assembled. They are the best operatives in the world. When all else fails, we don't. I want in. Okay, so last trailer. Um, the first trailer for G.I. Joe The Rise of Cobra, uh, Paramount's second. Uh, moot uh summer blockbuster based on a toy franchise for 2009 and uh i just noticed something interesting uh in just putting that in there um the trailer that we've got at work after the eiffel tower is destroyed in that trailer um somebody says the french are very upset and uh that's not actually in this version so uh, i wonder why that's been taking out taken out um even though thinking about it i think it's the international trailer so i suppose that probably wouldn't go down too well in france But then again, the Eiffel Tower being destroyed probably wouldn't go down too well either. But anyway, um, if I was a 12-year-old boy, um, I think this would probably be my most anticipated blockbuster of the summer. um, Because it looks like big, stupid, potentially guilty pleasure fun. Um, But, I mean, it could be an absolute train wreck as well. And uh, lest we forget, director Stephen Summers also directed Van Helsing, which was... uh, truly one of the worst excuses of a blockbuster i think i've seen this decade um but you know it i mean it looks yeah fun really um i particularly like the the suits which uh just make you go really fast and make you really strong and whatnot and uh even though considering this is supposed to be quite a kid-friendly um film um sienna miller's costume doesn't leave a lot to be desired um i've actually had a couple of people say that to me so it's not just me being pervy um and or maybe uh, ev- all all men watching that trailer are being pervy who knows um i should choose my words carefully as donna is currently in the room uh <laughs> um but yeah it looks like uh stupid fun i know i've said that a few times but i can't really think of too much more to say about it but um At least it's not a a landmark in America being destroyed for once. So, uh, points there, I suppose. So, uh, that's it for your trailer talk this week. Um, Considering Star Trek's out this week, I'm sure there's going to be some big trailers um, popping up online this week also. So, hopefully more next week. Okay, it is movie news time and I've got a few things for you this week. So, let's get cracking. Um, Right, first off... Russell Brand... um, controversial brit comedian uh who starred in forgetting sarah marshall and it's sort of semi sequel uh get me to the greek um has found another new uh project and it's a remake of drop dead fred uh, a film uh which i watched a few times in my childhood uh i'm gonna get the plot description off chad uh, from Russ fisher from chad where he says phoebe cates starred in the original film in 91 as a woman who lost her job and husband then took refuge in the company of a zany imaginary childhood friend uh, fred um yeah um apparently and i quote again the idea is to remake fred but knock off beetlejuice in the process by creating a universe around the concept of imaginary friends um yeah uh it's an interesting idea i suppose um Sounds like it could be pretty kiddy-ish. Um, it would be nice if they just went for a wacky R-rated thing with Russell Brand really fucking shit up. But um, we shall see. Um, he's got a manic energy to him, which I think could work well. Um, but it could also be a train wreck. Um, I've got a feeling it could be. It, it's going to be one or the other, but not anything in between. So yeah, a Russell Brand remake of Drop Dead Fred um next um will ferrell and adam mckay have found a new uh film to produce um and it's a random one uh director of dead snow uh, a nazi zombie film getting a lot of buzz uh tommy Wincolas, colas were colas good name uh, uh were were Cola, yeah um his next film hansel and gretel witch hunters Um, so, yeah, Will Ferrell producing what sounds like an action horror film, that could be interesting. Uh, quoting Devin Farachi from Chud, um, the idea is that the movie picks up 15 years after the events of the fairy tale, with Hansel and Gretel travelling the world, killing witches. Uh, yeah, um, interesting. Uh, sounds like it could be a bit of a franchise, but also sounds like it, it, it just could be, like, the, the Brothers Grimm, basically. Um, but hansel and gretel being witch hunters i don't really know how much further you could really go with that um it's one of the worries that i've got about dead snow that it's going to be a one note film and this sounds like it could be that as well and um with will ferrell involved could it lean more in the direction of comedy or is or or are will ferrell and adam mckay gonna try and push things out a a bit of their comfort zone um i'd like to see the latter to be honest but We shall see. Okay, and finally for this week, um, in uh, probably the most WTF story I've seen in a while, um, Oliver Stone has apparently uh, signed on to direct his first ever sequel, Wall Street 2. which is going to pick up uh michael douglas's gordon gecko character um years later and apparently he's going to be uh he's going to have a, a new protégé under his wing and it's looking like it's going to be shia labeouf so um shia labeouf um who some have said is a is a prick in real life playing a prick on film for Probably the first time, really, unless you didn't like his character in uh, Transformers. But I I did like his character in Transformers. Um, Not much is known about the film. Uh, I'm sure it will have all sorts of stuff to do with the banking crisis. But it kind of sounds to me that... um, oliver stone's looking for something which is just going to make some bank and make it quickly because after the mixed uh to tepid reactions that um w and world trade center his last two films got um i think uh stone needs a bankable project and uh, a sequel with an original cast member and a hot young thing that's quite a good equation to equal box office success but um yeah i'm not really too sure how good it's gonna be but hey so that's it for your movie news this week and there will be more next week okay so that's it for the show this week thanks for listening um i know i actually said at the top of the show that there was listener feedback um but the the only emails i had were just kind of responses to uh uh jason farrell and uh david Mann emailed in response to stuff i talked about with their feedback last week so it would it would just be like referring to feedback from last week it would get a little complicated and uh yeah so i hope um jason and david you don't mind me not going into your replies to my reply to what you sent on the show last week but i think it would just get a bit confusing um so yeah uh no listener feedback so uh Hey, um, never mind. Um, but yeah, so, uh, on next week's show, as well as obviously catch up review of Wolverine, um, Mike and Paul from Chinstroker versus Punter will be joining me for a review of Star Trek. Um, so it's going to be a long one next week, I think. Uh, so I'm, I'm really actually looking forward to it, and I hope you are too. Uh, I'm also really hoping to watch, uh, the next part in the Hitchcock Marathon, taking a look at, uh, Rope, uh, and, uh, David Munn, uh, you must watch Rope this week. Um, Yes, that's all I'm going to say. That was a little indulgent, my apologies. Um, Feedback is more than welcome. Please email Podcast at yahoo.co.uk. Follow me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash ianloring. Read me at the rattle at the rattle.co.uk. Votes on Podcast Alley are appreciated as are reviews on iTunes. So uh, that's it for this mini ep this week. Um, And I shall speak to you next week. All right, cheers. Bye.